Pope Francis is receiving a lot of pushback, not just in Africa and specific dioceses across the world, but over the last weekend, a statement came out, a filial appeal from 90 scholars and priests asking Pope Francis to withdraw the document Fiducia Supplicans, which not only allows but encourages priests to give blessings to same-sex couples and to couples who are in irregular sexual situations that aren't sanctioned by the Holy Sacrament of matrimony. That's 90 scholars and priests on top of a few cardinals, archbishops, bishops, and entire bishops' conferences. And today we're going to look at that document. They're basically saying, Pope Francis, take this back. We don't want it. We want a refund in full on this. This is bogus. Recognize and resist. We're going to talk about today whether this is even possible. Can lay Catholics and Catholic priests, can scholars resist a pope? Is that allowed? What's going on here? And we're going to look at key passages in this document. So just a reminder, in December, Francis issued fiducia supplicans, and it gave permission for the blessings, not just of persons as individuals, but the blessing, the blessing, the blessing of same-sex couples. And a lot of people will kind of wash over this, but the blessing of couples that are in irregular sexual relationships. So you could have technically, according to the document, a man in an adulterous, a married man in an adulterous relationship with his secretary, they as a couple could receive a blessing as a couple, according to the document. Likewise, you could have two homosexual men who have been so-called married or civil partners in the eyes of secular law, they could receive a blessing as a couple. And you need to remember the theology here, you know, if, if a, the worst sinner in the world, worse than me, went to a priest and just said, I need a blessing. My life's a mess. The priest will give a blessing. No one is against that, by the way. What people are against is the blessing of the couple who is copulating, right? Blessing an individual sinner is helping them move towards Jesus Christ as a sinner. Perfectly fine. The problem is blessing a couple because you're not just blessing a person and helping them get to Jesus. The couple if they are having sexual relationship without repentance. As a couple, that's what a couple means, right? There is a blessing on the couple. It's a big distinction. Now, a lot of people will say, well, it's the clarification here is it's meant for the individual persons, but the document says couples, and we've already seen in Germany, and with someone like James Martin, they are blessing with photos, with evidence, men and men who have civil union partnerships. They're clearly not breaking up and saying, we want to live chaste. We want to live pure. 
They're blessing the couple. You say, well, if they're repentant, what's the problem? Well, if they're repentant and they're not having sexual intercourse, they're not a couple, right? If I'm with my friend Bob and we're out fishing, right? I'm not gay. He ain't gay. And we see a priest. We ain't going to say, hey, Father, can we get a blessing as a couple? We're fishing buddies. No. Well, at least in Texas, that's never going to happen. That's not how, that's not what couples mean. Couple means a sexual pair related to the word copulation. All right, here's the document. We're going to jump into it. I'm going to read not all of it, uh, portions of it, the key portions. And uh, I'm going to take some comments and questions. So I actually might jump into some comments and questions um, while I'm reading it. So if you got comments and questions, put them into the live chat, put them in the comments below, and let's get started. So there's over 90 scholars and priests who have added their name to this filial appeal, and I'm one of them. And it says, your eminences and your excellencies, we, the undersigned Catholic priests, scholars, and authors, write to you on the occasion of the latest document published by the Dicastery and the Doctrine of the Faith, Fiducia Supplicans, which has caused so much scandal in the church during this last Christmas time. As is widely known, a relevant part of the world episcopate has practically rejected it due to its evident break with scripture and tradition of the church. Twenty Episcopal conferences, dozens of individual prelates, and even cardinals invested with the highest positions, such as Cardinal Mueller and Cardinal Sarah, have expressed an unequivocal condemnatory judgment. So have also the United Kingdom, United States of America, and Australian confraternities of Catholic clergy. Never in the history of the Catholic Church has a document of the Roman magisterium experienced such a strong rejection, end quote. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. But certainly in the last 100 years, the only thing that comes close would be what? Humane vitae, the condemnation on abortion and contraception. That was very controversial. You had clergy in the pulpits condemning it. But I don't think to to the extent as this, where you have open condemnation and rejection by entire bishops' conferences, vocally condemned by cardinals and archbishops, throw in their archbishop Vigano, Bishop Strickland. It's a big deal. The document goes on to say, indeed, despite its explicit reaffirmation of the traditional doctrine of the Church on Marriage, It turns out that the pastoral practice that the document allows is in direct opposition to it. So much so that the document has been very favorably received by those few episcopates and prelates that for decades have been openly advocating a change in the doctrine on sexual morality. It is evident that the practical message that this new declaration transmits is much more in line with the program and ideas of those who want to change the doctrine than with the doctrine itself that the document claims to keep intact. You've heard me say it here on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Octa non 
verba. It's Latin. Acta, actions, deeds. Non, not, verba, words. Give me actions, not words. Words are easy. Talk is cheap. Liars deal in words. Heroes deal in deeds and in actions. We'll be judged, by the way, by our thoughts, our words, and our actions. But the hardest one to fake is the actions. By the way, this is why Martin Luther wanted faith alone and not faith in works. Because it's easy to trick people on faith. How many people go around and say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they act like hellions. Their deeds don't match up. Well, guess what the heresy is that's perfect for that? It's called Lutheranism. And by the way, Francis promotes Lutheranism. He had Lutherans at the Vatican. He's got a statue of Luther there. He put Luther on a Vatican postage stamp. Francis, he loves himself some Martin Luther and Melanchthon. Acta non verba. All you have to do with this document is apply the principle of acta non verba. What are the actions that are produced from this? Are people repenting of their sexual sins? Are people trying to get right with the church when it comes to holy matrimony? Are they trying to regularize their proper sexual faculties under chastity in holy matrimony? Are those the octa? No, that's not what we're seeing. What we're seeing is this is being used as a lever to promote the agenda of pride and LMNOP, except different letters. If you watch the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast, you know what that means. By the way, if you agree with me on this or you agree with these 90 scholars and priests, go ahead and this is the right moment in the show to smash that like button. Let's get on it. All right, back into the document. It says the blessing of a couple, whether liturgical or pastoral, is, so to speak, a natural sign. The concrete gesture says something naturally and therefore has a natural immediate communicative effect, which cannot be artificially changed by the verbal caveats of the document. A blessing as such in the universal language of humanity always implies an approval of what is blessed. When a man, end quote, when a man comes to the father of a young woman and says, I'd like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. I'd like your blessing. And the father approves. He says, young man, you have my blessing to move forward with the courtship and then with the engagement, the betrothal, and then the actual marriage and then the union. Imagine if he says, you have my blessing. And then the young man goes and asks the girl and they say, he goes, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you said that I have your blessing. Well, yeah, I just was like saying, God bless you, like you sneezed. It's like when you say, when someone comes to you 
with a big deal, like marrying your daughter, and you say, you have my blessing, you are pouring over that your approval, your prayers. You are, you are agreeing to the dynasty of your loins being connected to this young man. You can't say and split it all up and say later on, well, no, 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 I meant, I just meant I wanted you to go to heaven when I said you have my blessing. That's what a blessing is. Likewise, there can be times when it's an individual blessing or if I go up to a priest and I say, Father, I'm going to go rob a bank. May I have your blessing? Priests need to say, hold up, because the context of the blessing is implying the blessing of a sin. You might say, well, no, 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 I just want to be blessed. I just want to get closer to the Lord. But if you come in and say, I'm going to go rob a bank, may I please have your blessing, Father? That right there is implying that there's going to be some sort of approval, that the church is going to wish you Godspeed in your intention. There's a problem there. Really what's going on here is the document in a way, octanon verba, is giving a tacit approval of same-sex couples. By the way, there'll be a lot of people out there that say, ooh, these trads, they're, they're saying that Pope Francis is approving gay marriage and gay unions. I've seen people on Twitter saying that that's what I, Taylor Marshall, am saying. I am not saying that. It's very clear that the document is not approving. It states it explicitly of gay marriage or gay unions. And I am not imputing that assertion or that belief to Pope Francis or the Vatican or anyone over there. Let's be very clear. The problem, yes, it's good that it's not approving gay marriage or gay union. The problem is that it's a blessing of same-sex or irregular sexual couples because a couple is a couple. It is a copulation. It is a changing, in a way, people are saying, well, it's not changing anything. Actually, if you read Fiducia Supercons, it is a change in the doctrinal definition of what a blessing is. I mean, just think about it. If I went before a priest, let's say I go before the Pope and say, hey, this is my partner in crime. What all we do is we have made millions of dollars. We rip off orphanages and old folks' homes and widows. We've made million dollars. That's, just, that's our business model. It's awesome. This is my business partner. And we just rip off the orphans. And we, make, we just laugh all the way to the bank. We make so much money. Holy Father, may we have your blessing. You think the Holy Father's going to be like, my sons, I will bless you as a couple. Boom, boom, boom. No, because the union, the connection between those two men is evil. And that's what's being presented to the Holy Father, to the priest, to the Pope. Likewise, you have a man 
and he comes up with a uh, a young girl. Let's say she's 15, and he's been she's in he's entrapped her into the sex trafficking, prostitution. Maybe he even abuses her himself, and he comes forward to the Pope and says, oh, "I'm a pimp. This is my prostitute. May we have your blessing?" There's no way a priest should be giving a blessing there to them as a couple because the relationship that holds them together is wicked, vile, evil. I'm going to jump into your comments and your questions, see what y'all are saying over here. Thousands of bishops have condemned Francis as a heretic. I don't think it's thousands. No, that's, that's exaggeration. Certainly, they have defied this and said it's heretical and not implemented, not done it. But I don't think we could have to say thousands. I mean, in America, there's what? I think under 300 diocesan bishops. So a thousand would be a lot. Uh, Bright in the middle says, a blessing from a priest is a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, for example, before we go on like a road trip as a family, we like to go to mass sometimes and go to the priest. Hey, we're going, we're going to drive to Colorado. Can we get a, a traveling blessing for us? Priests say, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, may God protect you and put angels at your wheels and get you to your destination safely in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. All right, y'all have a good trip. God bless. Thank you. That's wholesome. That's good. We went to Father as a family, constituted in holy matrimony. We have a, a good intention, and we want, we want God's holy protection over us, and we went to the right means to get it. Checks all the boxes. It's great. What if I went to the priest and said, hey, priest, I'm a coyote, and uh, I, got, I got 12 women. I'm going to sexually traffic them over the border. Got a big U-Haul van that I rented out here. No air conditioning in the back. It's miserable. Anyway, I, I want to make sure that all 12 women survive and don't die in the heat. So could we all have your blessing before we leave? The priest did not give the blessing. Do you see the distinction here? Back into the document. It says, the fact is that a priest is imparting a blessing on two people who present themselves as a couple in the sexual sense, and precisely a couple defined by its objectively sinful relationship. Therefore, regardless of the intentions and the interpretations of the document or the explanations the priest may try to give, this action will be the visible and tangible sign of a different doctrine which contradicts traditional doctrine. Imagine, imagine this. A man and a woman are married. The woman comes in on Friday morning. She thinks her husband's on a business trip. And she sees, maybe, maybe not at the altar, but maybe just at a, a side chapel, or maybe it's in the narthex. She sees her husband and then his secretary standing like this, their heads down. And there's the pastor. And he says, may God Almighty bless you, Billy and Jane, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the wife walks over and says, what is going on here? And he's, oh, honey, 
I haven't told you, but I've been having an affair with my secretary, Jane, here, and we just wanted to ask God's blessing. Come on. That couple of Billy and Jane, when they're receiving a blessing from the priest, they're not just, Bill's not just saying, I need a blessing, and Jane, five minutes later, is like, I need a blessing. They're coming together. That wife should be furious because of what it stands. And here's another example. Let's say you're a father, you've, your whole life you taught your children, do not have sex before marriage. Do not have sex until you are in a contract and in a covenant of holy matrimony, a sacrament, all right? Your daughter goes off to college. It's her junior year. You find out she's living with a man. She says, oh, and you have a meeting with her. What? Don't worry, he's Catholic too. Well, I don't care. You're not married. Well, we went to father, we went to the pastor, and he gave us a blessing, and we live with one another. So we have God's blessing as a couple. What? You see how ridiculous all this is. Acta non verba. So here is the really good part of the document signed by over 90 scholars and priests. It says the pastors and those who have some responsibility in the church have been constituted as sentinels. And then it quotes Ezekiel 33, 6. If the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the horn so that the people are not warned, and when the sword comes, he kills one of them, he will perish because of him. But I will ask the watchman to account for his blood. So if someone is invading the city, someone's coming in, and there's a watchman, and he doesn't blow the whistle, blow the horn, say, hey, here comes the bad guys. They're coming in. They're going to come here. They're about a 30 minutes away, riding in on their horses. And they come and kill people. God will ask the watchman, why didn't you blow your horn? Why didn't you do your job? And so this document saying, we as priests, we as scholars are blowing the horn. This is a grave mistake. And therefore it says, this is kind of the meat of the document. In light of the above, we fervently implore you to, and it gives two points. Number one, follow the brave example of so many brother bishops around the world. Please forbid immediately the application of this document in your diocese. That's point number one. Point number two, please ask directly the Pope to urgently withdraw this unfortunate document, which is in contradiction with both Scripture and the universal and uninterrupted tradition of the church, and which clearly produces a serious scandal, end quote. Those are the two requests. Number one, we're asking you not to implement it. Do not allow it. And number two, ask the Pope to withdraw it. That's a solid request. Now, I would add one more on there, and it's aimed at the cardinals, your eminences. Now is the time to initiate the process of St. Robert Bellarmine in his book, De Ecclesia, that if the Pope should be suspected of tyranny or heresy, 
there should be admonitions and an investigation. That needs to happen right now. Because the Pope must be Catholic. If, the, if he's not a Catholic, he's not the Pope. You know, a Buddhist can't be the Pope. If the Pope were to say, well, I don't worship Jesus anymore, I worship Buddha, he wouldn't be the Pope. I know this is a scary topic. You know, we start talking about whether the sea is vacant, but we also need to talk about whether a valid Pope with the charism of the keys of St. Peter and the charism of infallibility and faith and morals can issue documents that are either heretical or confuse so many millions, if not billions, in the world. The document says, in this difficult moment, a clear word of truth would be the best example of your faithful and courageous dedication to the people of God entrusted to you, a sign of fidelity to the true mission of the papacy, and at the same time, the best help for the Pope, an eloquent fraternal correction, which he urgently needs in this last and most critical period of his pontificate and probably of his life. Wow, that's merciful. You know, you're saying he might die. He's going to go to judgment, heaven or hell, or heaven with a prerequisite of purgatory. He needs a fraternal correction. If you act promptly, there is still some hope that he may rescue his pontificate and his own person from a stain that would otherwise weigh on him indelibly, not only in history, but in eternity. Over 90 signatories. I've added my name to the list. It was released on February 2nd. And yeah, this is not just about blessings. It's not just about homosexuality. It's not just about adultery. This is about the nature of the papacy, the promise of Jesus Christ in Matthew 16, the gates of hell will not prevail over the church. It's a big deal. There's a lot of people out there that are going to lie to you and say, oh, no, the document just says bless individual persons. I wish it did. We would not be having this podcast. We would not be having this document. We would not have hundreds of bishops all over the world confused, upset, resisting it. If it just said, bless sinners, help them get to heaven. But it says bless couples, and that's the problem. All right, I'm going to turn to your comments and to your questions. Thank you for the super chat. I am. Got that 200, looks like yen. I think it's the first time I ever got yen in the super chat. That's pretty cool. Don't have to do that, but I appreciate it. By the way, if you do want to support this podcast, I recommend that you go to Patreon. Go to Patreon. And the reason I recommend Patreon is because I can thank you and give you some signed books, right? I can can sign like Rosary and 50 Pages or my book Infiltration. I can send you a rosary, all kinds of cool perks that I can't do here on YouTube. So if you want to support my writing, you want to support my podcast, you want to support the message, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. And I thank all the Patreon patrons. Thank you so much. And if you want to join the team and support, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. 
Does anyone disagree with me in the live chat? Kind of want to hear from y'all. You guys think this is legit? It's good? Pope Francis is saying couples now. Yeah, I know. He's saying couples. That's a problem. That's a problem. Here's a good one here. Maria won't stay long. Hubby will be home any minute. He will need his dinner and a happy greeting from his missus. Yes. Yes, Maria Santos. Yes. This is what we need more of in the world. We need more wives saying, I got to get off of YouTube right now. I got to greet my husband with a kiss and a hug and say, how was your day? And give him some good food, warm food. I love that Maria Santos gets comment of the day. Maria, get off of YouTube. Go greet your man. Give him a kiss. Give him some good food. Way to go. I'm just going to support that all day long. All blessed day long. Joey, moderator, he says based. Based it is. Based on scripture. Based on tradition. Harold says cardinals are all gays selected by francis birds of a feather fought together i don't think all the cardinals are gays i think there's a lot um if you read my book infiltration there is an anecdote in there where in 2000 and what was the year i think it was 12 might have the year wrong but a red binder was presented to Pope Benedict XVI when he was still Pope. And in that binder were images of cardinals in drag. So there are bad men who have been named cardinals. This goes back decades and decades and decades. So I don't think every cardinal is evil or every cardinal is a homosexual. I, I think that's way too much of an exaggeration. By the way, if you want the full story and why the church has so many problems and how it's happened over the last 200 years, not over the last 50 years, check out my best-selling book, Infiltration. Now, so I don't think it's all, all homosexuals, but I do think there's quite the cabal. <clears throat> my voice is getting better after my illness. Thank you all for praying. Thank you for your kind thoughts. Oh, here's my friend, Araceli. Oh, wrong person. Here's my friend, Araceli. She makes seraphim rosaries. They're fantastic. I've got one right back there. Araceli says, applause for Maria Santos. Yeah. All right. Let's rally. Let's praise and honor the wives who are holding down the home, making it beautiful, raising beautiful children cooking beautiful food, and making life worth living, making it worth the toil to go to work. Thank you. Looking at your comments. Here's John Wick. I, I like to feature John Wick. He's all here. He's in there all the time. John, what's up? I'm sure it's not your real name. I don't know. Maybe it's Keanu. Maybe Keanu's here. Why is the church paying to house McCarrick and other molesters. Shouldn't Pope make sure they're defrocked or does he support pedos? Well, he did defrock McCarrick and that's a bad thing. People are like, what, what? Yeah, you got to read Infiltration to understand this. Okay, so Francis, people say, 
oh, you, we got to praise Francis because he is the one who laicized McCarrick. What a hero. That's a bad thing. All right, I explain it in infiltration. Here's why it's a bad thing. When a cardinal is laicized, that is, he is treated as a layman canonically, he is removed out of all accountability for priests, bishops, and cardinals. It gives him a free pass in canon law. Like lay people, the Pope can't really do anything to lay people. Like me, he can't suspend me. He could put a censure on me. He could excommunicate me. But other than that, there's not much he can do to a lay person. To a priest, to a bishop, and to a cardinal, there's all kinds of things the Pope can do. He can have trials. He can put them in prison. All right, there's all kinds of things in canon law that the Pope can do to a cardinal. So when Francis just said, you bad molester McCarrick, I'm going to laicize you, that did nothing to him except put him on the level of layperson where the Pope can't do anything to him. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. So everyone who goes around and says, Pope Francis did the right thing, he laicized McCarrick. No, he did the wrong thing. I know that can be hard to understand, but it removed all accountability away from McCarrick. That's no good. And yeah, the church should not be housing or doing anything to protect or sustain McCarrick. Father uh, Elizabeth Crespo says, I second Father Murr on the Taylor Marshall Show. Well, I have good news for you. I confirmed this morning before this podcast even was scheduled that Father Murr is coming on this Thursday. We're going to have an interview, and Father Murr is, man, he's an insider going way back, and I really encourage you to read his book, Murder in the 33rd Degree. You can get Audible version. My buddy Kennedy Hall did the Audible. Uh, it's a it's a good book, and we're going to talk to Father Murr this Thursday. All right, so that's why you need to do what you need to subscribe. All right, you got to go. On, you're on YouTube. If you're on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. If you're on Rumble, follow me on Rumble. If you're on Facebook, like and follow me on Facebook. But if you're on YouTube, you got to hit the subscribe, and then you got to hit the bell. The bell notifies you when I go live. And if you're on an iPhone, you got to go on your iPhone and turn notifications on for YouTube or you will never get notified. A lot of people say, I subscribe and hit the bell. I never get notified. You got to go on your device and turn notifications on on the app level. So go in your settings, YouTube, notifications on. That's a little little secret there. So yes, Father Murr is coming on. Can't wait. It's going to be really cool. He is a legend. All right. Well, let's say Hail Mary before we close off. Oremus, nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Peter, pray for us. Saint Francis, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. One more thing. I'm hosting a webinar, Shrove Tuesday, the night before Ash Wednesday, on the history of Lent. 
and I'm going to challenge you, and we're going to get excited and encouraged about your Lenten journey, your 46-day Lenten journey in 2024. So this week, look for announcements on this webinar because space is limited. So that's going to be coming up, not tomorrow, Tuesday, but Tuesday, the night before Lent begins. I want all y'all there. We're going to get pumped up. All right, God bless and Godspeed.